Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. Brussels, I think we got Brussels sprouts, popcorn, shrimp. Uh, we we got cucumbers. lettuce. We got cabbage. We got, we got cucumbers. We got dino kale. We got kale. We got banana peppers. That's all, all I know. All organic. All organic. So, so wait. When you say you got them, do you mean you actually got them or do you mean you planted the seeds? Because there's a oh, difference. Basil, basil, rosemary. Uh, thyme. I hate thyme. rosemary. I can't stand oregano. It. We have basil, rosemary, thyme, and oregano. The whole rap group. Some of that was already grown in. We had to trim <laughs> today. We had to trim some today. Yeah, I, I do not like the just the smell of rosemary. Just makes me. Now, now we're starting to get all my green vegetables in my backyard. Don't have to go to the store. Rosemary. I, don't I mean, know. you live in Texas. I would have thought you could have gone outside your fence, and it's a force. So brilliant. Except my city is bigger than your city, so I should be saying that about you. Yeah, yeah. You live in the country to me, nigga. Not really, because if you step outside your the- city, it's like the state of Atlanta. If you step outside your city, there are seventy-two white people waiting to lynch you. Yeah, that sounds like Fresno, California. <laughs> the, the Fresno is not Fresno's a whole bunch of bloods who are rocking a Fresno state jacket waiting to fuck somebody up like Fresno and all the fucking wine now if you had said Bakersfield I would have had something for you Fresno was like MS-13 light I ain't seen that many vatos outside of LA in ever only thing that ever came out of Fresno is corn and you chilies. gotta start growing summer so I'm gonna save you money for your plates just start growing your peppers and potatoes. You can do it indoors too. Grow your peppers and potatoes. This dude, all that stuff. I, this dude think I'm a fucking farmer because I live in Sacramento. This is some bullshit. No, it's easy to do, and then you don't have to buy that stuff. Then you can make even more profit on your plates because you're growing that shit. 
Eh, I feel you. I feel you. I and then mean, our oven I'm, has a, dehumi- a humidifier. What do you call it? Dehumidifier. Uh, a dryer. A dryer, yeah. Where you can, we can put the basil plants in there and turn it into a seasoning. Sa- it just saves like so much money. Because I use that shit all the time. Mm. Um, how long does it take to actually like grow? It depends what you're growing. Some things are quick. Like uh, lettuce. I mean, I don't eat lettuce that much, but lettuce takes like 30 days. If you don't eat lettuce, then why you grow it, fam? Lettuce is nasty. Just grow spinach. I mean, he's, he's no, I got spinach, too. Spinach is so much better than lettuce. Lettuce has absolutely no health aspects. No, I don't have regular lettuce. I have butter lettuce, the ones that you use for the wraps. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so what I do with those is I take those and some um, chicken that I've smoked and some green chilies and a um, garlic um, sour cream sauce, and I make a wrap and put some cilantro in there, too. Yeah, that sounds great. I don't hate, I hate cilantro, but the rest of that sounds great. But, yeah, that's why I grow that. I, regular lettuce, what's the point of that? That's just disgusting. You know but what I realize? People say that they hate stuff, and they just don't know that they're eating it. I hate regular lettuce. Every time I get salad, I get a kale salad. Yeah, regular lettuce is fucking nasty. I can't stand it. I get one cabbage more email from new. random We're people asking me cabbage. to stand with. That's new. We're trying cabbage. I want to try sweet potatoes. No. Nope. I don't know if we have enough room for sweet potatoes. We have to see. So, how does coffee feel about her backyard being appropriated for vegetables? Oh, I built garden beds. So, I built four by eight foot garden beds. You're just on a run of building shit. And they're in the back part of the yard. So, I, I cut off part of the yard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, what do you call it? Um, divided or whatever. I, you know, I divided it. Then I killed all the grass. And then I put down nice mulch. So it's like pretty, like black mulch area. And then I built these wooden garden beds back there. So it's three of them back there. They're eight feet long. So they're big uh, garden beds. They're four feet wide. And they're back there, and then you just plant them next to each other. So coffee, don't, she's still got the whole rest of the yard to work with. And then the front part of the yard, we got the containers, just regular pots. That's what has the herbs in it, basil, oregano, all that crap. I feel bad because as soon as you said she has stuff to work with, mystical hopped in my head. I'm trying to help you, Rashani, man. I'm trying to get your profits up. Not really. You know how much it costs? You know much it Well, you don't have to do it from seed. Well, it, the thing about it is... Yes, it could help me long term, but the yield for the amount of stuff that I need, like when I actually do a catering job, it's not sustainable. You know, like I have this wedding coming up, for example. Right. A harvest of potatoes in your backyard would serve maybe, honestly, like 40 people. Let's no, say on, on the best that side. Won't help you. Potatoes won't help you, but if you grow your own herbs, you grow your own spices, you grow your own peppers, because you can grow a pepper tree will have, you know, oh, tons yeah. of peppers. And if you have, but what I'm saying peppers, is that's something that's long term. No, and don't so they don't take that long. I don't plan on being here that long. That's why you get a garden bed, then you can take it with you. I remember there was somebody who <laughs> uh, put a garden in their backyard that they were renting, and. Um, <laughs> The people hadn't done shit to fix the house up. 
they hadn't done anything to the backyard, so they put a garden bed in the backyard, and the property value went up because of the garden in the backyard. Also, the people started trying to sell the house from underneath the renters and took <laughs> pictures of the yard and the backyard along with the garden beds and everything. And they sold the house at a certain price and told the renter they had to get out. Uh, they had this much time to get out because they sold the house. So when the renter was like, fuck you, uh, I'm dipping out and I'm taking my garden bed with me. The people tried to sue them and said the garden bed was a part of the backyard, even though they hadn't done shit to the backyard. And they were when they took the garden bed and dipped out, the um, people who were going to buy the house ended up canceling the offer because what they were really interested in was the lush garden beds in the backyard. Yeah. So now they have nothing. And I laughed till I cried because that's, that's what the amazing. fuck they got. But yeah, our I heard that story, story too. I don't know. Where did I hear that story? I think it was on one of those Am I the Asshole things from Reddit. Okay. Our, our might have been one of those ones that Witcher Conlin talked about in her on her show. Stephanie? Our soil in Texas is shit. From Oka like Minutes? Mm-hmm. It's like, I was, I was it's like clay. And I had fun. We talked we talk for way longer than the actual show was. You know what? You and her getting together would probably talk for longer than the show is. Because Stephanie <laughs> loves to talk and you love to talk. So y'all some talking ass, talking ass niggas. Trying to help you, Rashad. Just hit me up. I'm gonna get you good. Nigga, you I wanted place. your help when you were sending me links to a PlayStation Five instead of just buy me a PlayStation Five. Also, how do I have um, the money to get you a PlayStation Five? And I would absolutely help you get a PlayStation. You know what? 5. Honestly, you really want to know how I know you have the money? Honestly, I just figured the people who don't have kids are fucking rich. That's true. <laughs> that, exactly. is true. Exactly. that is true. That is true. One hundred percent. I just, I just, I just feel it to the deepest part of my soul that y'all just have like hundreds sitting around the house. I actually told Brandy that I said, Brandy, I know you want to have kids and you're older than me, but like, let's get this credit card debt going first, and then have the kid. Let's do that. Let's get it going. How about y'all just be Devin's godparents, and we'll send him down to y'all every summer, and y'all can sponsor his tournaments. Hey. That sounds great to me. Okay, cool. So we have a tournament coming up in a couple days, my nigga. Wait, no, the, way this is go, the, way, the way this is going, y'all can have Pooh Bear. <laughs> I already helped you. I already helped you get a, the, the train ticket. I already told you about the train ticket. I did my part. Yeah. Oh, man. So um, there was something I wanted to say before we began the show. It wasn't the NBA playoffs is lit. No, it wasn't that That's because I was trying to say Evergreen, but since we're doing that, rest in peace, K Slay. It was something though. I don't I remember. You got more compassion than me. That's why you're a much better person than me. Really? So K Slay is the one person you don't like? I can't muster compassion for people who don't get vaccinated and die of COVID. That don't have like a reason why they couldn't get vaccinated. Well, when you put it like that, it, it makes sense. You know? It's hard for me. Like I, I'm trying because I'm not that kind of person. I'm like, dog, that's even preventable. With that, <laughs> even with that, even with that, say it's still fuck Boston week. It's still fuck Boston week. Week. Mm-hmm. Week. No, 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 no. Because lit. no, because no, because not just because of that is because um, also on winning time it was the fuck Boston week. It was. Time. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was fuck Boston week on winning time. But I like fuck them niggas for real. This nigga got fined. What he got? 550 G's for flipping them off after they talked all that shit to him? Flipping them off twice. I don't give a fuck. 
yo, 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 wait, wait, wait. You talking about, now I could say something on this one. You talking about how they find him for flipping him off, but you was like, you got one more time to tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, that's that's different. That's, that's <laughs> what about different. the time you tried to choke? What about the time you tried to choke me in Smoke's backyard? Oh, that was different. <laughs> <laughs> no, this no, that's a completely different situation. You just kept saying, "Shut the fuck up, Scar," and like, I'm not in a position to just flip you off. Like, if it was, yes, a, you are. I can yes, see it. No, nah, I no, but like, you know. That that doesn't do anything because can't nobody see that except for us. Well, flipping people off doesn't do anything either. I, I've never really. Flipping people I think, off I on think the parents does absolutely I think, nothing. But I think parents put so much more on the idea of flipping people off and cussing when we were young, and it turns out it don't mean shit. Nope, it don't. I told Poopy she can cuss around me if she wants, long as she yeah, don't cuss that's at also me. Because times have changed. Cussing no, is- seriously, it don't mean shit. Like, what? Who decided that one finger up in the air? Was a bad thing. Yeah, but that's such a terrible argument. It, that's like the that's like the worst argument of all. But time. no, the worst argument of all time is that I can literally get <laughs> fired from my job for throwing up one finger. Yeah, but yep. that's the worst. I'm not calling somebody a. I'm not calling somebody a bitch, a honky, well, who made, a who racist. Made, who made bitch a bad word? I don't. I don't know. Who made nigger a bad word for white people? Bitch is the best cuss word by far. You right? see. You see the logic. You're saying, like, why is the middle finger bad? Why is anything bad? Because that's what we made it. But, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, whoever put these things together, they put way too much weight on these things that really don't matter. Because if I lose my job for flipping somebody off, I'm going to fight you. I may as well. I may as well just throw hands. I may as well assault you. Since those two things, me assaulting you and me flipping you off, will lead me to the same place, I may as well whoop your ass. Bitch is like the You're still words, on bitch. That be, words that begin with S in the dictionary. Because, you know, like the S section in the dictionary is like crazy large compared to the rest of it. Um, for anybody who's, who's gone through a dictionary. Um, but fuck is like the letter E. But fuck. <laughs> fuck is like the letter E. Like E is the most commonly used letter. So like it's is you know what I mean it has so it has so many uses. <laughs> but bitch is the best. <laughs> but fuck. <laughs> You're such a juvenile. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes instead of saying okay, my beloved wife Nietzsche will say K, and then she'll say D- so. Right behind this case, so I'm about to do this. And before she says anything past it, I say Dia. So, yeah, I'm, I need to grow. She's like, Queso, and I'm like, Dia. Or she'll be like, we need two packs of this. And she doesn't say two packs. She says two packs. <laughs> two packs. And I'm like, Shakur. <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. I so like, I did listen to uh, Cameron's song, Harlem. I was on DJ Did K-Slay. you listen to Bottom of the Pussy Hole? No, it was in the case Slay's Harlem. I mean, Cameron's Harlem with DJ K. Slate. You did not listen song. to Bottom of the Pussy Hole, though. Yeah, but it's not Harlem. Harlem's the best song. The best. Scar knows Harlem. Yes, but I'm just saying. I'm, I mean, I'm There's also Harlem. a song called The Power of Jesus and My Fat Pussy. That sounds like Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> There's also one called Listen to Your Pussy. Okay. Uh, pussy pumping with Ivan. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no. If the nigga died of COVID, that's 
I mean, at the point that we're at where folks are like, yo, it's cool to go back outside and 95% of black folks are like, no, we ain't. I, I've realized That's now there's a lot of black folks out there who there's that. a lot of black folks out there who are really like, I've been waiting this whole time for y'all to say we could stop wearing masks because I don't believe in COVID. And that shit irritates me. You had to let me finish my sentence. Oh. You're right. I apologize. See, that oh, shit irritates me. Like, I didn't know. When it was just COVID, I thought that all black folks were like, you know what? I'm good. I believe in this shit. I'm trying to stay safe. Nope. These niggas are out here like, man, the same way they did the Tuskegee Airmen. It's not even, I mean, no, it's, it's not that. the airmen. But it's not just that. It's just, we ain't talking about the airmen. Those are two completely separate separate things. Yeah, yeah. The experiment and the airmen are two completely separate things. <laughs> but what I said was niggas. I mean, yeah, I get Niggas it. don't know about the experiment. They're yes, just like, the, like they did to the Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's not just that. It's just that they just like, like, this idea that like black people are so different than everyone else is true in some things, but not in most things. Black people just wanted to be out at the fucking club or at the bar or the fucking mall, or just like everyone else. When they go to restaurants, when they go to brunch, just like everyone else who couldn't couldn't deal with the oppression of wearing a mask. But here's the thing, though. At this point, a lot of people, even the people who support masks and are pro-vaccine, a lot of these people are just like, hey, dog, how long I got to live my life like this because y'all niggas won't get vaccinated? <laughs> right? I mean, I feel that way, but I still wear my mask Every fucking time I get, I, every time I go in a place, Nigga. I still wear my mask. Every single fucking time, and and I've been vaccinated since last April. So we went to we went to the tournament last or the week before last because we're going again um, tomorrow. We're going again. You know, by the time the show comes out, we'll, we're going again tomorrow. Um, and I will not make the mistake I made this time, which was me and Kid Awesome and the other kid that was riding with his name, Joe. Uh, two six-footers and one five-foot-ten kid walking in with masks and hoodies on in a rural part between uh, Fresno and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We walked into the gas station to use a restroom and buy some drinks. I will never make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. All I heard was a Kill Bill alarm signal. <laughs> it's like, you two go uh, wait I'm outside. A, I, I'm a risk over for that one. I'm sorry. My ma- I'm not wearing that mask. <laughs> a hoodie and a mask, my nigga, because it was like... I don't own hoodies at all. I, I, I refuse. I refuse to buy a hoodie. Why? Because I'm, I just don't even want to have that feeling like I shouldn't be wearing this right now. <laughs> no matter where I go, I live in Richmond, dog. Like these niggas still mad. That well, the hoodie. Here's Richmond. the thing about the hoodie, though. The hoodie is like more universal now than he was even like five years ago. But the mask and the hoodie, and if you have the hood up, yeah, I had I had the hood up and I had the mask on, and I didn't realize that these folks thought I was creeping. Next thing but you know, I came out, but here's what happened. I wouldn't have had to talk to me at all if they, I don't know what it is about these gas stations in these midway cities, these midway towns that always have that one broken toilet, but they literally had a sign on the door that said, do not open this door at all. And so I walked back out because there was only one stall in there and it had the sign on it. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. And so I went and asked the dude, like, yo, can I? And before I could even say anything else, he was looking at me like I was about to rob him. And I was like, I just need to use a bathroom. He was like, oh, you can use the women's bathroom. So I went and used the women's restroom. And then I left. 
I didn't buy anything in there. I just used a restroom and left. I had to do something to show I wasn't dangerous. I I don't think I can't even remember the last time I actually owned a hoodie. I don't even own a coat with a hood on it. You need a warm hoodie, nice, warm, comfortable hoodie. I got an excellent hoodie. I wear it all the time. No, thank you. That makes me very not threatening because you see the big ass Xavier Institute on my hoodie, and they go. Is it Xavier or is it Xavier? Xavier. So, which one is Xavier? Because when I watched the, the, the NCAA, okay, yeah, I was about gonna... Professor Xavier, Professor X, Xavier. Yo, Xavier. y'all saw the Thor, uh, the 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 uh, the Doctor Strange two um, trailer, the newest one that came out, where you can definitely see or hear that that's a uh, Professor X, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that yeah. was the first trailer, and the last one. I don't think I've seen a second one, but I've I've seen that first one, and yes, very much so. Uh, supposedly, supposedly, um, uh, uh, an an off alternate version of Iron Man is on the panel also. That's what they claim. We'll see. They said they said that he they they're bringing him back for for a cameo in that. Supposedly, that's the rumor. Oh, I watched I watched fucking um I watched Batman's yesterday and today. Because <laughs> I cannot, I cannot sit through that whole fucking movie in one sitting. No fucking thank you. Um, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't really much that I ever feel like I would ever want to go back to. So I watched the Batman. It's very, very low on the action. It's like it's like action piece. Detective story, little action piece. Detective story, and I'm yeah, not here. I'm not here. Those greatest detectives. I fuck that shit, dog. I want to see some action, dog. I'm about that action, boss. Scar, are you excited about Pusha T's album? No, I have not been excited about a Pusha T album ever, and I like to do. Wait, ain't he from? I... Yeah, he is. Yes. He's originally he's originally from New York, but they they you know, but they moved to they moved to Virginia when they were young. So he's from Virginia. Thank you. He claimed so, Virginia. I like. Hey, I bet when they were coming down, their brakes didn't work. They were just grinding. <laughs> Scott didn't like that. One. No, I you know what? I'm looking at joke. this thing. It ain't nothing to do with Virginia. It just sounds like a bad joke to me. Oh, my God. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an article or a uh, opinion piece about winning time and said it's deliberately dishonest and drearily dull. Nigga, it's literally based off the book by Jeff Perlman where he interviewed your ass about what happened when you were with the Lakers. Yeah, and they said they said it's turned up, and I, I understand that. Um, I mean, you got you, at the end of the day, you got to make a TV show. It's kind of like the Wu-Tang thing where, like, at the end of the day, this got to be a TV show. You know what I found out that I didn't know watching Winning Time? That super Muslim Kareem, Abdul, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's girlfriend was white. Yes. That's, That's what I found out. This nigga who got on Wilt Chamberlain for having sex with white women was having sex with a white woman. Did you um, did you see the 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 person that people claim is Dr. Umar who says something about um, Kenan Thompson? Mm-mm. Well, it, it came out that Kenan Thompson is going to be playing Dr. Umar in a movie. 
around the same time. Hold on, I'm not done around yet. This, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. It gets better. Around the same time, it was announced that he is divorcing his white wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> and someone claiming to be Dr. Umar's Twitter account is like, see, he's learning already. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's almost dry, Scar. That's the name of his album. I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't... I it's This I nigga know. opened up this story by saying, I've never seen this show. I have no real interest in watching it. So, Not because I have any negative feelings about being exploited, but because I've already lived through it. Then why are you saying it's deliberately dishonest if you've never watched it and you've already lived it? Because he's an old man. He's grumpy. Yes, he is, he is very, he's he's very, very grumpy. grumpy. Like when he be coming out. He's 75. Shit, he sound like a fucking hidden ass nigga. Like, yeah, he sound like Cornell West all the time. Yeah. yeah but well, you okay know, Cornell West is, is like, you know, cantankerous. Is intelligent pootie tang like this nigga be saying some shit like and you don't really understand what he's saying but you somehow know what the fuck he means he don't understand what he's saying <laughs> most of the time I don't get mad if someone wants to portray me as basically a T-800 Terminator robot Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in this show I think has a hell of a lot of nuance I like the guy yes I, I, I mean it the first episode he was very very Terminator Yes. Um, and then, like the more you, the more the further along it's gone, like you've seen, and especially that last episode where, like, he has that kind of heart to heart with Magic's dad, and like he realizes that, like, you know who who Magic is and why they're different and what that's going to mean for them working together, like that, like he showed so much, like the actor showed so much in that moment that. I mean, it's. I mean, this dude got the the dude playing him got range. Yeah, he do. He said that this show is just straight up boring. But you never seen it. Exactly. But you ain't seen it. He said that our show is straight up boring. What you calling? Um, but Magic said they asked Magic about it, and he said um, he's never gonna watch it. And him and Genie were doing their own thing. You know, he released some sort of documentary, but it's only available on Apple. Yeah, um, it's like it's like um, the last dance, but about magic. Yeah, and then and apparently Jeannie Buss is in the process of making her own whatever. Jerry Buss is egomaniac entrepreneur. Jerry West is craze coach. Magic Johnson is sexual simpleton, and I'm pompous prick. It just sounds like somebody watched the first episode and told him what they thought about. Exactly. Somebody watched the first episode and told them exactly what they thought about. Star, are you excited about the Kendrick Lamar new album? His, his name ain't Kendrick Lam- no more. What? His name ain't Kendrick Lamar no more. That's a Kendrick Lamar. I still, say, I still say Kendrick Lamar sounds like a... Kendrick R&B. Lamar's next album is Mr. Morale and the... Big steppers, Big steppers, but he also um, said that he's officially retired, and he's changed his name to Oklahoma. Well, he he says that a couple <laughs> of times on the last album, and he said it's Oklahoma. Whatever, Oklahoma. He, sa- he says he says that at the beginning of Duckworth. From the desk I, of Oklahoma. The, yeah, that's that. I can I the, when you said it, that's what I heard at the beginning of uh, Duckworth. 
I think he says that before he says anything else on that song. So are you more excited for that than Pusha T? Um, yes. But if Mace came out with the new album, it would trump everything. No, dog. That Mace song that he just came out dissing Puffy was trash. trash. <laughs> it was trash, bro. I ain't, I ain't been up on Mace since, since Harlem World. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck about nothing else Mace has done since then. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I like Harlem World. I'm not saying I'm a Mace fan. I like that album. Harlem World is a great album. I just do it all the time. All the time. I don't, I don't understand the people's to keep going back to this day like I'm a real, I'm a real Mace fan but like I like Harlem World the album the end I, ain't no more to say than that like you know I I watched the sermon of his where he was trying to sound like his 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 uh his his reverend idol uh Creflo Dollar because he tried to sound just like that nigga Creflo Creflo Dollar um other than that I mean I'm not a I, and I don't really get I don't really get excited about any of this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I thought you were a music person. That's why I thought you'd be excited. No, I you know what? I I'll I'll listen to it and see how I go. Um I'm I would be if if you if you could call it any sort of excitement, I would be way more excited to see what kind of creative things Kendrick can do than Pusha T still, you know, being in the rap game for so long and still talking about drug running. Um, like, I don't, but like the best, the best Pusha T is when he's having woman problems. Like that's if you, those songs on his albums. And he does stuff have like, a song on this album called Diet Coke. I imagine that's about cocaine. Um, that's the song. That's that. That's the one that he came out with. Actually, that's a good song. I've heard it. Yeah, it's that's the one that's out. That's the one that's out. It's alright. It's cool. This nigga said, "I never said fuck off to any child or any child actor." Nigga, niggas knew that you weren't signing autographs. You were a well-known asshole. The fuck? He wasn't an asshole. He was just a serious man. He was an asshole. When it came time for his retirement tour, nobody wanted to fucking fuck with him. Because he didn't do interviews. He wouldn't sign autographs. He was basically Barry Bonds without, you know, the dude. White woman, super talented, best in his game, didn't do autographs, didn't talk to press. So, anywho. This episode was really weird. And we're going to get through it quickly because it was really weird and it had some points, but it was mostly just... Building it's up a, towards it's the... A, it's a bridge. It's yeah. a bridge episode. And and I'm sorry to burst anybody's bubble, but we never see Tony ever again. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Are you I'm serious? Just, I'm just going to say that right now. Before anybody starts thinking about anything, you never see, <laughs> you never see Tony again. Never. That's like, uh, that's like uh, my man uh, sneaking out in the coffin and never coming back. No, he came back. We just he didn't came know. back. We never saw what happened when he got in the coffin. Never saw, That's never what pisses us off so much. Yeah, it's like my man sticking up in the coffin. Yeah, but but remember, he told him like we got to get you away from all of this, and they absolutely did because you never see his ass ever again. That's wild. Yeah, I'm glad you told me that, Scar, because I was about to say, I wonder what happens to him. 
going forward? We don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you never see the other brother sister ever again. <laughs> nope. Tony shows up long enough to show that there's a a trans um, sibling, a trans clone, and that's that. And Tatiana gets to act like a dude for an episode. <laughs> like, if I was a boy. <laughs> Old girl is still mad at Beyonce for that shit. <laughs> she put out. She put out the song first. The oh, song. Uh, uh, Sierra. No. Oh. No, Sierra has a song called "Like a Boy." Yes. But no, it's some some unknown lady put out that song first. Beyonce heard it and decided to remake the song. Uh, kept everything about the song except for that la- that lady's voice, and that lady got really mad. It's the same thing that happened with um, uh, "Don't You." You know what? Uh, two things. One, it's always an unknown who gets mad about this shit. And two, there's a person who was unknown who put out a song that was so great. That most deaf was like, I want to be a part of this shit. And he didn't change nothing except in the part where she was riffing and humming in the middle. He put his verse and then he put it on his album. Well, and then there's also that guy who uh, came up with All the Way Up. <laughs> Did you know about this story? Mm-mm, but nothing can uh, stop you from telling me about it. This guy came up with All the Way Up. <laughs> I got you. Um, he came up with the song. He came to Fat Joe because he wanted Fat Joe to be on the song. Fat Joe was like, yeah, I like this song. I like this song. And then Fat Joe said, you know, came to him, took him to like a, I don't know if it was an IHOP or a Waffle House or some shit like that. And it was just like, yo, I really like the song. I invited some other people on the song. Um, but we going to rock with this. Um, you going to get some money off of this. But I'm going to give you $5,000 cash right now because we took you off the song. And then you're going to get some money on the back end. I need you to sign this contract. That nigga hit him off with, yo, some nice shoes. Look like they my size. <laughs> right. So, so, so this dude ended up suing Fat Joe over all the way up. Well, that contract that he signed so he could get that $5,000 basically was relinquishing all of his rights to that song. Why the fuck don't niggas read contracts? Look, he showed up with $5,000 and this dude was like, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. See, I get why people don't read like terms and conditions of iTunes. Like, I get that. It's like, why am I wasting all this time for this? But for like a house, for a job, for something like that? You better find a lawyer. Absolutely. If you don't want to read it, you better find a lawyer and be like, yo, I, I'll pay you to read this because niggas going in butt naked and getting fucked. Yep. Not to mention the fact that a lot of these companies now are doing these little things where they're like, hey, we just put this part into the contract to see if you're going to read it. We'll give you a discount. But that, that also happened to, that's what happened to Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli got signed. They gave him some. They gave him some advance money. They went out, had a ball, spent the money, and then they thought that they were coming back to record the song. And and what's his name Frank Fabian or whatever his name is was like, oh yeah, the song's already made. I just need you to sing along. And they were like, we don't want to do that. I thought we was coming in to sing. And he was like, mm, no, it's already done. And they were like, then fuck that shit. We out. And he was like, yeah, you can be out if you give me back all of that money. 
and they already spent the money, so they were stuck in the fucking contract, and that's how Millie Vanilli ended up being Millie Vanilli. Hey, but for what it's worth, they they, they lip-synced half-heartedly. Well, they're, they're also the same thing that happened with Boney M. The same dude was behind both, except for Boney M was, him, was his voice, and then he hired um, models and dancers to uh, perform in his stead because he didn't think that anybody wanted to hear this music from an old white guy. So and and that's when and that's when, the, so he did that with Boney M, the guy that was the lead singer. He left because they wouldn't let him actually sing on the songs, and then he ended up coming back. And then when he came across uh, "Girl, You Know It's True," the song, it was like, hmm, I could do something with this. And then he came up with the same. He basically brought the same idea back. Was just like, I'll just hire some people to actually perform this. And do you know um, Kevin Lyles uh, actually wrote "Girl, You Know It's True"? I know that's true. Former former president of Def Jam wrote actually wrote that song, and he said before 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 Millie Vanilli actually came out, somebody that was in Texas actually called him and was like, "You know what? Someone brought me in to sing your song, right?" So he already knew that this shit was going to happen before it actually happened. They be knowing. They be knowing. But he got paid, so I don't think he worried about it. There's a victim here. It's just that it's not me. My charity, the Skyhook Foundation, provides week-long retreats for inner-city school children to study science while staying in a national forest. For years, I've been visiting schools to promote STEM education. But when people see this show and come away with an impression that I'm verbally abusive to children, they're much less likely to support my foundation. (laughs) That means fewer kids will be able to participate in the program. So Adam McKay is giving these kids a great big fuck-off that lasts a lot longer than the easy laugh he got out of a dishonest joke. You know the weird thing about the weird thing about watching Winning Time is like when they talk about the dates, I'm like, yo, dog, um, I was just born when all of this shit happened. Like, you know what I mean? The first game was like on October the 12th. Like, I was born on the 18th for the previous month. Like, I wasn't even a month old when this shit started. Why did I think that was a, a why did I think that there was a um a basketball player for like the University of Oklahoma whose name was Kareem Wheat? Was his middle initial A? No, it was oh, I thought I thought it was something that was like a I'ma find it. Alright, so look, like I said, this episode Tony shows up. There he's in a car with Sammy. They pull into a or in a van. They pull into a garage. Sammy got shot. His dying words to Tony is that he needs to find Beth Childs. Uh, the camera zooms in on Tony, and we see that it's uh, Tatiana Maslany in a mullet wig and a goatee. Another one. So no, back. I don't in, think I don't think the wig was any different. It was just her hair. It's a mullet. I don't think it was a mullet. He, it was a clearly mullet? a mullet, fam. I marveled over that shit. Like, a mullet is really hard to find around here. 
I live in Virginia. It wasn't like a Scott Hall mullet. It was a it was a mullet like uh, Boomhauer. I like Boomhauer. Me too. He was smart. Them niggas just weren't listening good enough. Big boy did it. So Miss <laughs> So Miss S is like, hey, when's Kira coming? And she and Sarah's like, when well, I know it's safe up in this bitch. And then she's like, alright, it's safe. And so Felix and Kira come in and Kira hugs Miss S. Um, back at Dyad, Delphine tries to get into Casima's uh, lab, but her card's been deauthorized and Delphine's like, you know, I run this motherfucker, right? Like, I can get access to this fucking door whenever I want. And Kasim was like, do what you do then. It don't matter. I don't want you in here. And Scott's like, girls are mean. Girl fight. We about to throw. I used to like that song. Girl fight. No idea. You so, remember Girl Fight? It was one of those. It was one of those uh, those uh, songs that came out when L- Lil John was on top. It was one of those Lil John productions, and it's about you know girl a, a girl wanting to fight someone else. Well, it makes sense when you expo- he got rich and dipped out. The nigga was rich before. He was rich before what? He was rich before he ever did. Little John and the East Side Boys. Yeah, Little John is a he was he was, came from privilege and uh, his he was, family's rich. He was a skateboarder. Really? He was a skateboarder in uh, in high school and stuff like that. One of his favorite songs of all time is "Suicidal Tendencies." Um, by Biggie. What? Hold on, Little John. No, "Suicidal Tendencies" the rock song. Oh, all I wanted was a Pepsi, just a Pepsi. That guy was just talking over the shit. I've never heard it. Hold on, I'm about to find it. Yes, Little John. I didn't know Lil John was rich. Yes. Very much so. Yes. He a talented ass little rich kid. <laughs> and and before crunk music, he was also the architect behind um like that that like the so so deaf bass all stars music, like that Miami bass type stuff. He was behind a lot of that. And when he came when it came to crunk, all he did was slow it down. Was crunk he music, doing like crunk, local crunk, shit before he got big? In Atlanta? No, he was doing the bass music. He was doing bass music. Like, that really didn't travel very much outside of, like, the, the that southeast of the country. Um, but, yeah, it's, bass music and crunk music is the same, except for crunk music is just slower. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, there's other songs like My Boo and stuff like that. Sometimes Lil John produced. Sometimes I do things and it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. And I get real frustrated. And like, I try hard to do it. And I like, take my time, but it just doesn't work out the way I want it to. It's like I concentrate on real hard. No way it just out. doesn't work it's out. Nice. And everything I do and everything I try, it never turns out. It's like, I need time to figure these things out. There's always someone there going, Hey, Mike, you know, we've been noticing you've been having a lot of problems lately. You know, so you get away. This. I've heard I've heard this song I've heard this song before and I've also played it on guitar, one of the Guitar Heroes I don't know if it was on Guitar Hero two or three but um but I've I've heard this song a lot and also he actually did his own version of that boy he did, he, he did a song I think it's called Why You Fucking with Me or something like that but that's his own version of that song oh no that song that song goes to, goes places and you're just like whoa this dude is. Messed up in the brain. 
insane in there. Is it called Stop Fucking With Me? I think it's called Stop Fucking With Me. But yeah, that's his his version, a Lil John version of that 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 song. Because it's his, like I said, that's his favorite song. Ladies and fucking gentlemen, what's up? what's up? It's the kings of fucking crook. crook. You know you it. Know me. It. Your boy Lil John. Lil John. Big Sam. Big Sam. On the motherfucking track. Rick Blewin. Yeah. I don't. Oh, why you fucking with me? Stop fucking with me. Don't be fucking with me. Yeah, that's one of the ones that didn't make it on the radio. I never. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He got so much energy. Little John's a talented ass dude, and I'm not worried about him liking that. I'm not worried about him being rich when he came up. I just when I found that out, it was in Maxim or else Double XL, one of those two magazines. And the first thing they did in his interview was said his parents are worth like eight point two million dollars. I wonder what his parents did. No. Now I'm interested in Lil John. I need a documentary. So, you mean like genius? So, Scotty and Kasima are drilling in the Kira's tooth and harvesting the cells. And Scotty's like, you know, easier thing to do would have been to just get the fucking bone marrow. <laughs> you know, like a bone marrow transplant would have just done it. And Kasima's like, we're not going to put the child through that. And Allison got released from rehab, but Donnie didn't go, go, go. To pick her up, and so she bars into. So wait, 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 wait! I, I was just so looked, happy I just to see this Donnie up. and Wes's face this episode. Lil John's father was an aerospace engineer. Huh. <laughs> and his and his and his mother uh, is, was in in a medical career. Both of them started in the military. Little John is the equivalent of Chet Hanks, except talented. But he didn't need to be doing this shit. His parents were already successful and it was going to come to him. He's an only child. I like Lil Josh. Me too. I still play Bia Bia, but then I skip past Two Shorts Park because Two Short gets on my nerves now. I I still hear Bia Bia all the time because marching bands. Oh, I'm sure they rock it. Yeah, they still do. So, uh, Allison barges into the bedroom and Donnie's trying to hide shit. And she's like, you didn't come and pick me up. And then she gets close to him because he's talking, he's mumbling and shit. And she's like, what is that smell? You've been drinking? He was like, I know about all your spots. I know your pill spot. I know your alcohol spot. I know your pill spot in the tub. I know about all your hiding places. And she's pouring alcohol on him while he's drinking alcohol and the kids walk up. And Allison's like, y'all gonna stay at your grandma's house. Y'all, y'all, y'all shouldn't be seeing this right now. <laughs> Them kids gonna need all the therapy. Oh, so bad for Donnie, man. He was going through it. I have a lot of compassion for Donnie now. I mean, he accidentally killed somebody. So. I'm, I'm saying. But I will say, coming very soon, you'll, you'll be like, yeah, Donnie. Allison needs Allison needs a strong Donnie because she, gets she having one. to carry too much shit by herself. She gets, she gets she one real soon. Get, she need that nigga to get up on his shit. Next episode. Hold up. So, Art meets up with Tony, 
and Tony tells him <laughs> that he isn't Harry Potter, which didn't age well. Um, so Felix leaves to help Art with Tony while Duncan questions Sarah about Kira back in Miss S's house, of course. Uh, Duncan um, is a little bit really interested in Kira. Like, he's a little too interested in her, in my opinion. I'm like, yo, fam. Like, do you know something we don't know? Because otherwise, you look like a creeper. Can I read to you? Can I come down there and sing to you? Um, but Miss S isn't thinking about that. She's more concerned with ending the dyad drama once and for all. Speaking of dyad, Rachel is over in Dr. Leakey's office. He, she's taking it over and is leaving a voicemail for Paul, who's disappeared. And Delphine walks in and Rachel tells her, you know, Leakey, he had a heart attack on his private jet. And Delphine shocked. And then Rachel's like, yeah, but he kept information that was really important. And we might be on the verge of a breakthrough, so fuck that nigga. Felix gets back to his house to find out a house is not a home because Art's broken into the house and just brought Tony in with him. Tony's demanding to see Beth, uh, but Felix convinces him that, you know, you're safe, bro. You're safe. Felix and Art want to know what message Tony is bringing. And Tony's like, I'm not telling y'all shit until I talk to Beth or y'all tell me what the fuck's going on. Also, come on, fam. This is Tony with this fake-ass goatee that looks like... The goatee patch they put on his face is literally the same pubic hair patch they used in She's All That that they put onto the pizza that the dude was like, Hoover it. Hoover it. Oh, man, I can't wait till we talk about that fucking movie. Why do you want us to talk about that movie? Hoover it. That movie was everything for us. Because, dude, that that movie literally has every aspect of a great hindsight movie, including where they just have the ugly girl take her fucking glasses off and she's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Take her glasses off and take her hair out of the fucking ponytail. And she's gorgeous. (laughs) She's gorgeous. Wow. Here's the dress. You've been wearing overalls. Here's a hairstyle. You've been wearing ponytails. Here's a song. It's called Kiss Me. Watch this. It was literally, that whole scene was literally when Akeem sat down in the barber chair and coming to America and they cut the tail off and was like, that'll be 50 bucks. Pretty much. So... Felix and Art duck into the hall, and Felix sums up the situation by saying, holy Tilda Swinton, because I see it. Um, Felix also, which I appreciate it, corrected Art on his pronoun usage, which even for 2014, Scar, um, was ahead of his time. Was this yes. in 2014? Yes. Yeah, it was still ahead of his time. Art and Felix continue to discuss how to clue Tony into the whole situation while Tony goes through all of Felix's belongings. And they try and get more information out of Tony, who says he knows that he and Beth are related. And then he's like, yo, so with the dicks in your pictures. Right. <laughs> and that's when I saw the huge dick at the bottom of the uh, picture of Sarah. Um Sarah and Kira are enjoying some time together as they make a a mobile of angels. And Kira's like, this reminds me of Auntie Helena. By the way, where the fuck is she? And Sarah's like, "Mm, you know, she went off on her own way. She had to go off on her own, girl. She had to go off on her own. 
on her own, girl, on her own. I can love you better. Elena can be gone for a while. All I need is I need Allison. I need more Allison. Allison's dope. Allison is literally, like I said, she was my favorite from the beginning, and it only grows. Uh, but Sarah still gives no fucks about Helena, so she's like, she went off, and I don't know, she'll be fine. Um, and they hear some noises, and Kira's first instinct is to hide, but it's Delphine who came with a request from Rachel. Uh, she tells Sarah that Leaky is dead, and that she thought that he was a lesser of two evils, so you're in big shit now. You thought you were... Safe because Delph because Leaky's dead. Well, guess what? Rachel's a oh, you already know Rachel's an asshole. Oh, 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 okay. Well, yeah. all right, we're just checking. We're just checking. It was important to us that you knew Rachel was an asshole, even though everybody's already told you, obviously, Sarah. And you, uh, fucking went up there and took her hostage. So they want Duncan to come in a dyad, uh, because he could have the key to a gene therapy cure which doesn't require a cure of stem cells. MSS is like, we'll think about it. So they, do they want this clean? Do they want this therapy so that they can have kids? Is that um, what Rachel thinks? It's that's what Rachel thinks, and that's it's true. Look, when she when she has the conversation with him, and he tells her, and she was like, "Why did why does she have the ability and we don't?" He was like, "No, she is the problem. she's the mistake, not y'all. You she was never supposed to." The way we had the way we had done this was none of y'all was gonna be able to do and it. Then, and then you see you see Rachel going the fuck off in her head, destroying her destroying the fucking office while she's sitting there trying not to show him nothing. But in it's showing you what she's thinking of and destroying that fucking office. So back at the lab, Kasima's coughing up blood into a hanky. Uh, but she's distracted when she walks into the lab and Scotty and his friends are playing Rune Wars, which it doesn't, it's not like Settlers of Catan, the greatest board game ever. It's, it's more like, I thought it was more like Risk mixed with D&D. I don't even know what the hell they was playing. I, I just assume it's all D&D. Cause they all nerds. Nah, D&D is, D&D is pen and paper that you don't, I mean, you can have... I mean, you don't use figurines for that type of shit. You use figurines for other things. So D and D, you just write shit down. God, that sounds fucking boring. Yeah, it's pen and paper, and you roll you roll the dice. Actually, it's it's really creative, and that reminds me. So next week, fellas, we're gonna start an episode of Storytellers. The three of us, and Jeff from Jeff vs. the World. Scar says he ain't doing it. Scar's doing it. He protesting. It, Scar's doing it. It only takes like five to five to seven minutes. Scar's doing it. I think it'll no. be a blast. Yeah, it'll be a blast for y'all. I'm not creative, so it's gonna be shit. Uh, then have Brandy do your part. I'm I'm not that kind of creative either. Like, yes, you are. You're lying. <laughs> Stop lying, nigger. I mean, being, no. Wait, what? To- being able to create something and just being able to memorize a whole bunch of useless information are two different skills. Trust me, you'll be fine. I still have the podcast where you were super creative. Um, so, Kasima starts coughing again and Delphine walks in and Kasima's like, nigga, didn't 
But then she tells the uh, battle geeks to get out and her and Delphine talk. And Delphine tells Cosima that she thinks that Rachel killed Leaky. Uh, she also tells her that Kira's stem cells are just a band-aid to a larger problem. But Duncan may have the real cure. Um, also, also, she doesn't want Cosima to die and she's sorry for betraying her like a million times. And Cosima says she's going to keep the promise she made when they first met. They're going to get high. That's a weird promise. It was a very weird segment. And so Felix and Tony are hanging out, and we find out that Tony's parents were assholes. It looks like those nerds wanted to get with Cosima. They all, they all wanted to get with her. She's good at the card game. That she's beating their ass in it. She's cute. She got the dreads. They didn't know that she was gay, even though she had said she was gay. They would have probably been like that nigga from uh, Half Bait. Oh, this I like. <laughs> Tony wants to take a bath and borrow some of Felix's clothes, but Felix is like, fuck you, dude. He wants to know how Tony survived on the streets of the trans bandit. And Tony said it's more complicated than sex or gender. Like, and then he tells Felix, shut up and run me a bath. And Felix no, is like, run Felix yourself, bitch. That. Not Tony said that. Felix said that. What? Felix said it's more complicated than sex and gender. No, Tony said it. No, Felix did. He was like, you know, tell me this. He was like, what you got, what's going on with you is more complicated than sex and gender. Because he was referring to being a clone. Alright, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. But then Tony told him to shut up and run in my bath and Phyllis like, do it yourself, bitch. And then Allison goes into her den and sees Donnie shuffling around and Donnie's like, I'm leaving. And I was like Tony walking out with the with the with the fake fake penis in her pants. <laughs> no. Because trans. I, I mean, we know this is fake. Like we we know this is fake. I'm not saying that trans people are have fake penises. I'm saying this because we know she's... Never mind. Fuck it. I know what you're trying to say, Scar. Me too. But in this situation, because the character is trans, it would still play out in that way. You know what I'm saying? I only know one trans person, and I hate her fucking guts. I refuse to call her <laughs> I refuse. I I, I want to punch. I want to punch her in her fucking face. But I remember she's still a woman. Are you dead naming somebody? In I the midst of saying you want to punch them in the face? I hate her fucking guts. I refuse to call her a man. So you are literally out of spite, refusing to respect somebody's decision on a show with somebody who you know is gonna raise an eyebrow to that shit. That's the only trans person that I, that I know personally, and I don't like her as a person. It has nothing to do with the trans. So you body. don't like him as a person? No, because if it was a him, I would have been punched him in the fucking face. So is she <laughs> transitioning, or has she already transitioned, or she, did he transition not. into a woman? This is what I'm confused about. Yeah, that's what she, I'm. Was it a man who transitioned into a woman, or a woman who transitioned into a man? She is. Tr she is supposed to be transitioning into a man. Okay, but she, but, so, but when I knew her, she had changed her name and all that kind of stuff, but she ain't had no transition happen. So so what? So she's by it's, it's, it's the same as like having an injury that, you know, allows you to use the uh, 
parking space and folks are like, well, you can still walk. You must not be that injured. You got to respect <laughs> it. You, you can really, say you, you want to really punch me in the face all you want. I'll be like, fuck that nigga. I want to punch me in the face too. But what I'm not going to do is be like, I want to punch her, him in the face. I'm not going to do that. Come on, dude. Respect. If you can be mad at somebody without still, you know, you know. I vehemently dislike this person. I vehemently dislike a lot of people, but I'm not going to ruin myself because I dislike them that much. What is this doing to me? This ain't doing nothing to me. Nigga, you're literally dead naming her because you don't like you're dead naming him. I'm sorry. Him. Fuck him. Him. Forever. Forever. Fuck him. Fuck that dude. I think what Scar's trying to say is he wants to hit him. <laughs> yes. He wants to hit him so hard, but he can't him. because he hasn't finished the transition yet. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I think that's what he's trying to say. <laughs> but it's still a him. Nigga, you just got to wait patiently. And as soon as he come out on Facebook, like, I completed it. <laughs> I wa- as soon as you see that post, all I want to hear is... <laughs> I was... I will super but you know what? At that point in time, it would be a fucking hate crime. <laughs> I will sure super- would be a hate crime. The horrible thing is, is, you hate somebody where you literally can't do shit about it, no matter what. You right. can't win. So, so the only, so the only thing I can do is keep referring to her as her. Fuck it. It's the only thing I can do in this situation because I can't actually do anything to her. Oh God. The rest of it was funny until you went back to dead naming him. Fuck her. Fuck Earl. Fuck him. We're just I'm just gonna, you know, say him. Okay, so but yes, that's yeah, why I think that and call him him. But that's why I think that um Tony had the fake penis because he was still in the process of transition because later on he's uh getting the testosterone shot. So we know that he's but, in the process of it. It just I mean, he just maybe, hasn't had the surgery yet. Well, even with the surgery, don't you still have to take those hormones? You do. So, yeah, I mean, it, it might have actually, like, the character might have already transitioned. Nah, that nigga looked poor as shit. <laughs> I mean, he was also he was also some sort of criminal. He might have he might have robbed some shit enough to get enough for the fucking transition, you know what I mean? I mean, I know his boy was in the fucking military or whatever, but Tony looked like he on the meth no, meth. that nigga was his monitor. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. For surely. That nigga was his monitor. Yeah, cause especially because cause he, cause he knew Paul and everything. Like... So, uh, Donnie's like, Allison's better off without him, and Allison asks, do, do you love me anymore, or have you ever? And Donnie immediately hops in her lap and cries and apologizes for lying and for watching the big, what was it? Big boob blowies. Big boob blowies. I'm on my home computer now. I can look that shit up. Big boob blowies. It's still just like. <sighs> so, anyhow. Um, and for hating her mom. And Allison's like, everybody hates my mom. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I looked it up, right? And there's not an actual, like, thing. But there is 
uh, thing where there's like big blue, big boob blowy porn videos at a website called Pussy Space. I see that. I've, I've never heard Pussy Space before, but that sounds Pussy like a place space. To be. There's also Pussy big boob blowy porn videos at letmejerk.com. <laughs> there's no subtlety there at all, huh? A blowy. This, this, this is the space for pussy. A blowy. Let me jerk dot com. Um, but Allison's like everybody hates my mom, and we both made mistakes with porn and with hot glue guns. <laughs> but Donnie's like, nah, my sin is worse. My sin is awful. And then Sarah finds she, she didn't mention her adultery though. Oh no, why? Not yet. I mean, they. It wasn't an intervention. Did she talk about that? Yeah, he did, did knows that she fucked him. Ainsley, uh, Ainsley, Ainsley never brought it up, did she? In front of her. No, she did. No, Ainsley she did, did because did. that's when she was like, you know what, I fucked your husband, but that's because you're a frigid bitch who was giving blowjobs to your um yoga instructor or something like that. Yeah, she said no, that. She, the, she, she blew the roofer. Yeah, yeah, at the point where I was playing the ether uh, music. That's yeah. when Felix told her to go talk shit in that fucking intervention. He told her to go apologize and plot for the future. No, he said, he said, he said, play it cool, apologize, and live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and she was like, now I got a better plan. <laughs> Fuck Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> what up, old pissy butt? <laughs> she's, she's just like. Fuck Kingsley as a staff record label and a motherfucking crew. <laughs> uh, so when Sarah found out that Duncan could cure Kasima, she immediately decided to turn him over to Dyad. And Sarah still is not thinking about Helena at all. Like, not at all. Like, where is she? Not worried. Art came back to... Um, you know, she put it in Art's hands and then never checked back on it. <laughs> never checked back on it. Because she only said that she liked her, so then she wouldn't blow a hole through Rachel. Yeah. So, uh, Tony and Phyllis are talking, and Phyllis like, I'm going to go get some beer. But as he walks out, Art comes back with beer and more information. And it turns out that Tony... Um, Formerly, in a previous life, pre-transition, was Antoinette Selwecki, a convicted thief. And Art thinks that Sammy was Tony's monitor, and they think that whoever killed him will still be after Tony. And so Felix wants to hold off on bringing in Sarah until they can get more out of Tony. Which is the, the worst decision that he made this whole episode mm-hmm. they should have brought in sarah as soon as they possibly could immediately yeah trying to like trying to hustle him out of his message didn't work for you in the beginning it ain't work for you in the middle and while you was out talking to fucking art he was looking at your art mm-hmm. and pointed it all out like who are these niggas right and what's with the dicks that's where he said what's with the dicks yes. um and then they flirt and kind of kiss, which was weird because I can't not see Tatiana. I can't not see Sarah in this situation. Right. And that had to be super fucking weird for him. I don't know, like, maybe he would have had some sort of um, feeling about his foster sister, but yeah. And so back in Miss S's house, uh, Duncan is reading The Island of Dr. Moreau to Kira. Uh, and Sarah's like, that's inappropriate. 
but you know, never mind. It's time for me to bring you to Dyad. So Duncan gives a book to Kira and tells her not to worry. Don't worry about me. I'm nobody's pawn. It's like, nigga, I just met you today. Read me five pages and be like, don't worry about me. I'm nobody's pawn. I don't give a fuck. Give me the fucking book. Like, who the fuck are you? Stranger danger, bitch. At that point in time, Felix calls Sarah and tells her they've got a trans clone and she needs to come over immediately. Um, and then that's when they make out and Felix seems to be confused by the whole thing. Uh, and then Tony shows him the picture of Sarah with the eyes crossed out and wants to know what the fuck is going on. Back in the lab, uh, Kasim and Delphine are getting high off helium. Um, they're dancing around and, and kissing and talking in chipmunk voices, which was fun when I was like nine. Until one day I took too big of a hit of helium and literally couldn't breathe. And after that I realized that helium replaced the oxygen in your body. I took a big ass gulp. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Every black kid who has a helium bloom somewhere in their house has had that moment. Not, not doing it too much. Not, I've never had that moment. No, so I mean I like agree. not doing it too much, but I mean the helium moment. And I just didn't I have anybody else around. And I was... It was me and a bunch of kids. I just thought, you know, I'm going to talk like this for the rest of my life. Even though I was already talking like that because I was fucking t eight, nine. Who you talking Having to bite through blooms using my teeth so I could suck the helium out. I didn't know I was going to get high. I didn't know I was supposed to get high off it. I didn't feel shit but a, a high voice. But I don't think, no, I think she, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they smoke weed first. And then started playing with the helium? I, I didn't see the weed part. Yeah, yeah, weed they first. didn't show it. They just showed them after. They just showed them after just kind of having fun. But you know, like, from where they were when they first kicked all of the nerds out to having fun playing with fucking helium, like, there had been some time in between. And also, Kasima also sometimes vaporizes her weed. Delphine told Kasima that she loves her and Kasima's like you have to love all of us and if you betray the clone club again I have enough dirt on you to destroy your career oh and I love you too yeah because when she when she sat down at the computer when the nerds were playing at first before she joined in she was looking up Delphine like she was looking up like all kinds of shit she, she was building the dirt at that point they made sure to show that and so Allison and Donnie are in the middle of a big feeling share and confession time. And Allison tells Donnie the truth about Ainsley. And Donnie tells her, I killed Dr. Leakey. So everything's on the table. And Tony's had enough waiting around and he tries to leave Felix's apartment. And he walks smacking to Sarah and is shocked. And Felix introduces her as their sister. Tony and Sarah check each other out, and Tony rightfully notices how hot they both are. And Sarah tries to induct him in the clone club, but she's not as good as Kasima is. Tony says he's through with identity crises, and he knows there's only one of him. And you we find she, you can tell uh, she gets hit on a lot because she hit that damn girl like way too fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> we find out at this point that Sammy was ex-military and that his message to Beth was about keeping the faith and about Paul being a ghost. Uh, speaking of Paul, Rachel is still looking for him and Duncan arrives at Dyad and Rachel meets with him and he's like, hi daughter. And she's like, let me tell you something, bitch. 
Hold on, big fella. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't be trying to hug up on me now, nigga. Let me tell you the rules. You work here now. <laughs> she, she, t- she was talking to that nigga how how Kobe Bryant talked about Bow Wow when they played one on one. Mm-hmm. She apologized for being unprofessional with them when they met, but he assures her it's normal. She called him professor like a motherfucker. Duncan is like, he wants to talk. Do you remember when I used to read Dr. Moreau to you? But Rachel's like, I don't give a fuck about that old shit. Because Rachel's so wrapped tightly that she can't allow anyone to get close to her. Least of all, her father. Her father. And Donnie shows uh, Allison Leakey's body in the trunk. And Allison's annoyed that Donnie wrapped him so poorly. And also... She's like, tell me you threw the gun in the lake. And he's like, I put your gun back in the locker. And she's like, you use my fucking gun? <laughs> of course he would. It's You Donnie. are not built for this. It's Donnie. Of course he used your gun. And Felix tells Sarah that Tony has some of her worst qualities. And she assures Felix that he has the very best. Felix does. He's the best of all of them. We said that already. Tony's still adjusting to the idea of having clone sisters, and he lists the other portraits that Felix has done. And he says, I'd get along great with the one with the, the, the braids. But that Allison looks like a soccer playing douche. <laughs> and back in Dyad, uh, Duncan gives Rachel a list of items he'll need for his work. He also says something about Kira being the prize because, you know, miracle child. She's fucking got spidey sense and shit and that's why he that's why he was so interested in kira because he understand he's not he's stupid like he knows that no matter what they brought him in for kira is still the prize the end goal and so rachel was like how how can sarah get pregnant and that's when duncan tells duncan tells her that sarah's a failure of the system because y'all are all supposed to be barren and Rachel maintains her composure, but we see flashes of her destroying Leaky's office and raging out and shit. And it's a brilliant scene juxtaposed up against, you know, her being all calm and shit in real life. And Delphine walks in and Rachel tells Duncan it's time to fix his mistakes. Art returns to the loft and tells Tony that the cops found his stolen car and that means Dad will be after him next. And he needs to get on the bus and disappear. And Felix isn't worried about Tony, and Tony assures him that, you know, I can handle anything. So Felix gives him a clone phone, and Tony kisses Felix again. He also calls him a sister kisser, which, okay. I mean, because technically, with them being clones, those two kissing is basically like him kissing his sister. It is. It's still just like, oh, okay. Um... Kasima and Scott uh, are preparing to meet the original geneticist, and Scott is nervous because his lab coat is stained. And Kasima's like, you know, I'm the clone that we're working on. What's the number, Scar? 324B21. That's her. And, and Scott's like, it's an honor to be working with you, but Scotty didn't know. <laughs> And right at that moment, Delphine brings in Duncan, and Cosima finally meets her maker, but then she's about to meet her maker because she has a coughing fit and collapses. And she starts to seize as everyone scrambles to get help. And that's, you know, that's it for her, that moment. Back at Miss Etz's house, Sarah and, Sarah and Kira are asleep together, and Kira wakes up and grabs Dr. Moreau and settles in to read it. And inside the book are all notes and diagrams of genetics. And I'm wondering if Kira understands this shit. 
because she's literally reading the she Island of Dr. Moreau, which is made for adults. And she looks like she's understanding it. And I have a billion questions. That's the end of the episode. Nope. Brandon, you got anything coming up other than storytellers? No, nothing. Scar, you got anything coming up other than storytellers? Nope, I don't even have storytellers. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's a coming. Um, y'all can leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast. Copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Uh, you can also leave a review on Spotify, which takes like 13 seconds. Uh, you can email the show, return to Oswald at gmail.com. Our voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. I'm Rashani, and the show is RTO Podcasts. You can uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at um, buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate y'all. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com which is M-A-K-A-I-H dot com or you can find his beat on the free music archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know about now,